After months of intense negotiations, Britain and the European Union have opened what they describe as a new chapter in relations. The Northern Ireland Protocol, designed to prevent a hard border, has been amended and becomes the Windsor Framework. The British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak now has the job of selling this new agreement to his party's MPs and to the Democratic Unionist Party, which has been boycotting the Stormont Assembly. Today he's in Belfast. Last night, the DUP leader Geoffrey Donaldson said he wouldn't rush to judgment. However, Ian Paisley Jr. said he did have misgivings. My gut instinct is it doesn't cut the mustard. We're not there. And uh, the government certainly has made an effort, but they had something called leverage down there in the House of Lords. They were able with the protocol bill to do things and to bring Europe to this point, but they should have kept pushing them and got them right over the line on these issues. But they've now withdrawn their only piece of leverage and they've fallen, in my view, short on a number of key points. Member Ursula said today very clearly in Windsor that EU law is still the, the, the preferred mechanism, is still in place. The European Courts of Justice will still be the final arbitrator. And that was Ian Paisley Jr. expressing his misgivings last night. Simon Coveney, Minister for Enterprise, Trade and Employment, is here. Are you absolutely satisfied that this new deal is fair and that it's workable? Uh, yes. I mean, I think this is a, a really positive development, I have to say, as someone who spent a lot of the last five years of my life uh, in uh, talking about these issues uh, and trying to find ways in which we could respond to genuine concerns in Northern Ireland um, uh, about the uh, the fallout from Brexit, if you like, uh, and how we can try to reset relationships, build trust, uh, ultimately uh, help to uh, to allow the institutions be reformed again. And I think what Prime Minister Sunak and President van der Leyen have done yesterday is a really significant step in the right direction. I think it sends a signal to people in Northern Ireland that the European Union has listened to their concerns, particularly unionist concerns, and has done everything they can to try to respond to those concerns. I think a lot of credit is due to, to, to the Prime Minister as well, in terms of really changing the relationship um, uh, uh, between the UK and the EU in the context of Was his of approach trust. then, was it completely different to that of his predecessors? Well, look, you know, I'll, I'll leave, leave others determine that, I suppose. I mean, my focus today is looking forward rather than looking back. Um, and I think we do now have a platform, I hope, that everybody can, uh, uh, can see as a, as a real stepping stone now to a new and much more positive relationship between the UK and the EU, and therefore also between the UK and Ireland. Because, of course, as part of the EU, we were very much part of this difficult discussion. Uh, and so what, you know, what, what I hope we can see now in the coming days, and we shouldn't rush anybody uh, in terms of endorsement or support for this deal. Every political party needs time to be able to assess what was agreed yesterday. Well, to almost get everybody has so said on. that they're OK with it. I mean, you're waiting for the DUP, really, aren't you? Yeah, and they are, they're right to take their time here because, you know, this has been a really difficult issue for unionism as a whole and a very difficult issue for the DUP. Um, and so any resolution uh, is something that, of course, they'll want to fully understand and they'll want to have questions answered and so on. And the important thing, I think, is for everybody to give time for that process to conclude. Uh, the Prime Minister is, is in Northern Ireland today for that reason. Uh, and we need to give him the time and space to speak to all of the parties uh, and to give them the reassurance that they need to support this deal. Is there room for any more compromise or is this it? 
Well, I mean, this, you know, this is very much a, a deal between the EU and the British government. Um, and, you know, I think they were clear yesterday that they felt this was the breakthrough that was needed. Uh, and this was the effectively the, the new agreement now. Um, so where, there's unlikely then to be any further compromise. Well, look, I, I think it's unlikely that we're going to go back into negotiation, uh, put it that way. I mean, this is uh, the Windsor framework has now effectively replaced the Northern Ireland Protocol. Uh, uh, in terms of of how we, we address the complex issues relating to Northern Ireland that flow from Brexit. So the big question then is, should this be enough to convince the DUP to go back into Stormont and to restore power sharing? Well, of course, we all hope so, but that's a matter for the DUP. Um, and as we know, they'll make their own decisions. They always do. Uh, they won't be pushed around and they won't be rushed. Um, and so um, I think the deal will speak for itself uh, in terms of the, the content of that deal. I mean, let's not forget these issues aren't, aren't new. You know, we've been discussing them for a very long time. Uh, a green and a red lane proposal uh, is something that has been considered and discussed um, for many, many months now, dealing with pets, parcels and medicines in terms of reassuring consumers in Northern Ireland um, that they can bring their pets from Great Britain into Northern Ireland uh, easily, that parcels can be sent from consumer to consumer or from business to business, that medicines, uh, that, that the medicines issue can be comprehensively yeah, responded to. And all, uh, of those, the, all of those issues were aired yesterday. But one new element, which may have caught some people by surprise, is the introduction of what's been called the Stormont Break. Now, do you understand how this might work? Yeah, I mean, this is, this is essentially a, you know, a democratic red flag that can be raised instalment. Um, it'll run along the lines of the petition of concern, which has very much been part of politics in Northern Ireland since the Good Friday Agreement, um, uh, so that both communities feel that their opinion is being heard and, and is factored into decision making. Um, so, yeah, I think that is something that's welcome and I hope will, will be reassuring for uh, for all communities in Northern Ireland. And just to be clear about this, for the break to be applied, does it need the support of both unionists and nationalists or can one side only decide that they want to introduce and recommend this break? Look, I'm, uh, I'm not going to get into the, the minutiae of all of that this yeah, morning. Yeah, these things are important the, no, though, but, aren't but, they? No, but, but, but that is why the Prime Minister is in Northern Ireland today, t- to provide answers, to provide reassurance. Um, this is... This is uh, um, the issue of sort of the democratic deficit in terms of uh, Northern Ireland and the the protocol, but now, of course, the Windsor framework has been in discussion for quite some time. The EU is very anxious to respond and the British government has insisted on uh, Northern Ireland having uh, a more direct say in terms of rules and regulations that may apply there. So the details so there, is, are they yet to be finalised? No, I think there was, there was a lot of clarity yesterday, but, but of course that needs to be now put into a legal text and will need legislation uh, in terms of the Northern Ireland Act for it to be confirmed. So, so, so there'll be plenty of time to, to clarify all of those issues. There's speculation in parts of the British media this morning that the breakthrough might lead to a visit from the US President Joe Biden. Is that something you'd welcome? Oh, sure, of course. You know, I mean, we'd, we'd love to have uh, President Biden uh, north and south, uh, uh, you know, on the island of Ireland. Uh, he's somebody who has taken a really detailed personal interest uh, in the, uh, the tensions and polarisation uh, in Northern Ireland that has impacted on the Good Friday Agreement and the, the functioning of the institutions um, uh, since Brexit. 
Uh, and so I think, you know, we've seen very strong and positive commentary coming from Washington in relation to the Windsor framework. Uh, they're very supportive of it. Uh, and I think that's coming straight from the top from, from the president's office. They have, I mean, I've been to Washington many times uh, to, uh, to talk to, uh, to, to senior U.S. officials and, of course, people from the White House uh, in the context of finding solutions that could protect and stabilize the peace process. Uh, and, uh, and I hope and think that the breakthrough that we've seen yesterday will do that. Just on a couple of other issues, an issue has been raised by the Ditch website about the circumstances in which the Minister of State, Niall Collins, made a planning application back in 2001. Does he have questions to answer? Well, I mean, I'm not that familiar with this story. What I am familiar with is, is Niall Collins' statement last night, which was very clear uh, in terms of uh, of Niall saying that 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 he acted appropriately at all times in the context of that planning application, and I think you know I think that statement uh, speaks for itself. You're satisfied uh, with what he said? I, then? I, yeah, absolutely. Unless you know something else comes something else uh, comes up, but I you know I think uh, Niall Collins has been adamant that he's done nothing wrong here, uh, and I believe him in that. Is it fair that Electric Ireland is cutting prices for businesses, but not for the general public? Well, I think they need to answer questions as to why they are taking that approach. I mean, of course, it's welcome for businesses that um, that electricity prices are going down by 10% and gas prices by 15 But I think many households listening to that story yesterday on the radio will be asking themselves the question, why isn't that applying to my bill? Um, and I think that is that is a fair question to, to answer. So you'd like to hear a further explanation from them? Well, I think, you know, Mr. Michael McGrath was correct yesterday when he said um, that I think consumers and households would have a legitimate expectation now that the same would apply to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and would I think, you call on them then to make the same change for private households? Well, I've, look, of course, we want to see um, uh, the fact that wholesale prices uh, for gas have fallen significantly we want to see households benefiting from that change in market reality and we want to see it changing quickly because when, when wholesale prices increase, the increases seem to, to happen quickly for households and for businesses. And so likewise, um, when, when wholesale prices fall, uh, we want to see the benefits of that as quickly as possible. So but that I think, should happen now rather than in six months time. Well, look, say. I mean, households have had a tough winter. So have businesses. And if it hadn't been for, for government supports, it would have been even tougher. So, of course, we want to see um, uh, uh, households benefiting from reduced electricity prices uh, when the market allows for that. And I think, you know, there's, there's an explanation needed as to how uh, an energy company can, can reduce for businesses, but not for households. Minister for Enterprise, Trade and Employment, Simon Coveney, thank you for being with us thank this you. morning. 24 minutes past eight.